0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Radio on Twitter.
0: Hello and welcome to the Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and of course, Ricky Sachs of The Last Word on Spurs and Jamie Brown of The Daily Hotspur. And of course, you, the listener.
1: Yeah, hello there, guys. Welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We've obviously, you've got Johnny, Jamie here. Can I just firstly say a massive thank you to all of our listeners? Incredibly, Last Word on Spurs was in the top 15 top sports podcast in the UK for our most recent show with Lyle Thomas which we did the transfer special it's Jamie's and myself for Jason's worst nightmare tonight because he's got us both <laughs> for an hour talking a lot of transfers <laughs> opening day Premier League fixtures so uh, Jason hope you're listening I bet he's looking forward to this next hour I'm sure
0: he is. We will, of course, be coming on to Tottenham's transfer plan for the summer. But of course, the Premier League fixture lists have been released. You're going to begin the 2019-20 Premier League season at home to Aston Villa. Looks fairly reasonable on the face of it. Yeah, I
4: think I think that's a nice start home home fixture. So that's going to be great in the new stadium. Um, obviously, after that gets a bit more tricky with um, having to go to Manchester City and, and then Arsenal just a couple of games after that. So, yeah, relatively tough start. But um, overall, I'm quite pleased with how they've kind of panned out. I know it would probably change a bit over over the season with um, games being moved for TV and stuff. But I think it's there's no like really nasty runs, and and that's something that I would be wanted to avoid. And, and looks like we have avoided.
1: It's nice to get a home fixture. I mean, like I say, the, uh, the stat out there is crazy. This follows eight successive seasons with an away match for Spurs to finally start their Premier League campaign mm. at home. A brand new home still, so it's nice to get a home game. in Villa, to be fair to them, they'll be up for it. You know, Back in the Premier League, I think it'll be a really, really interesting game. Mm. Open one, and hopefully we've got some uh, signings to be on show for that opening day.
0: <laughs> Does it make a big difference to the fans starting the season at home?
1: A good question. I mean, I think because we've waited so long for it, I mean, I say now ninth season, I mean, it'll be lovely to start the new season at home. Hopefully we mm. get off with a win. I mean, the most important thing in the early stage of the season is to keep momentum and, you know, to make sure you don't drop points early and Tottenham have got a great opportunity. You know, I don't think you can ask for any more. Being at home against a newly promoted mm. side, it's a great opportunity for Spurs to get off the season the right way
4: yeah exactly and and being in that new stadium for the for the whole season i think we saw it did give us a lift um in certainly the champions league maybe it dropped off a bit i think that that was probably to do with us prioritizing some of the champions league games obviously we dropped points against west ham um and everton so i think maybe that was to do with us looking at the champions league but as we saw when we were fully concentrating on on being in the new stadium and, and fully focused on the games in its palace, we were fantastic. So I think that the new stadium is going to give us a massive list this season. And, and as you said, I think it's great that we
0: can start with um, a pretty decent fixture. Obviously, on paper, a newly promoted side is quite a nice first opponent. But Villa were potent in the championship. They've got a fantastic midfield with John McGinn and Jack Grealish they're being linked with some quite expensive transfer business as well might they be a potential banana skin
1: i mean this is the thing villa will come and you know for them they're not really expected to get a result so they can come enjoy the game And, you know, anything can happen in football. You can't ever sit there and say, you know, that's a cast-iron three points. But for Tottenham, I don't think you could ask more than, you know, the opportunity to start at home in front of, you know, what will be a buoyant crowd. And like Jay said, we did have a dip off towards the end of last season at the new stadium. But I think hopefully this will be different. You know, Mm. we can't forget that Tottenham's home record in the last season of White Hart Lane to go unbeaten. If Tottenham want to make that place a fortress, then this is a great opportunity to start that. And you know mm. f- what will be interesting, and we're going to come on to it later in the show, is that we're going to see by Tottenham's summer business their intent. Yeah. Do Spurs yeah. want to be a top four team in terms of competing for the top four? Or do they genuinely believe they can challenge the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City for the title next season?
4: Mm. I think uh, certainly our summer business, hopefully that can get put us on a high going into this first game. I certainly think if we do show ambition and target some of the players that we
0: have been linked with, I think that that could give us a massive boost ahead of this game. If Spurs had the perfect window, and as you say, Ricky, we'll come on to some of those names, but let's say you do get Ndombele, Luchelso, Maxi Gomez and Ryan Sessignon, where could you finish?
4: Oh, I think there's there's two extremely strong teams. I mean, for them to both amassed over 95 points um, was, was just shows you how brilliant they are, and I'm sure Liverpool are going to strengthen, as will Man City, so they're going to both get better, but... I mean, look, we we certainly showed our potential and, and we reached the Champions League final with a, with a squad that was certainly depleted. So if we can add to that, I think we've got every chance of, of being up there. I think it's going to take us maybe a few years to adjust to maybe Pochettino now starting this new project at Spurs. And I think that that might take one or two years to really get to where he wants it to be. But I think that, that certainly this year we can we can really reduce the gap on them.
1: I agree with Jay. I think he's spot on. I I think... Whilst we mention a lot of attacking players, Spurs still need to sort out the defence. You know, We conceded far too many goals mm. last season, so the area of right-back will still be a concern. We need to sort out the future of you know, Toby Adewild, if he's going to be here. Does Spurs mm. look at the potential of bringing another centre-back? So whilst there's obviously been great links to the attacking flair of Tottenham, what they want to do in that area, defensively they'll still need to look at that situation. Mm. And those first four
0: games of Tottenham... They could go well. If they go badly, you're in a bit of a sticky spot. You've got both Man City and Arsenal in your first four. Is there Mm. a potential to drop points early?
1: Are we looking at mid-table teams at Arsenal? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, listen, it's, 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 you could have an easier an easier running. It's, it's, it, that's the nature. You've got to play everyone, so you can't be too mm. you know, downbeat about the fixtures. I think, to be fair, the eight of them, the first eight, you know, Villa at home, yes. City away, Newcastle at home, Arsenal away, Palace at home, Leicester away, Southampton at home, Brighton away. I mean, there could, there is, I've seen worst starts to the Premier League fixtures. Mm. I mean, Arsenal isn't that kind for them, to be honest. So. No. As I said, you've got to play everyone twice. It doesn't matter the order they come in. A lot of the games are going to be subject to change. What I will say is I think Tottenham's Champions League, well, the games after Champions League, I think we've got four away games after group stage games. So that's where Spurs will need to be very much at the very top of it to get results. Yeah, mm-hmm. and,
4: and I think after that they've got a relatively nice run. I mean, you look at Crystal Palace at home, Leicester away. I mean, that maybe that's a slightly trickier fixture. Southampton at home and Brighton. So, mm. I think there's some there's a decent run of games after that. And as I said, I think it was it's really important that we have avoided having a, a real st- sticky patch. And so, like, because I think when, before we've had to face the likes of Chelsea, West Ham, and Arsenal, um in quick succession. But we don't really have anything too too like
0: difficult like that this year, so I think that's good that we avoided something like that. Yeah, it could always, of course, be worse. One thing that wasn't perfect for Tottenham this season was the form against their top six rivals and four of those are going to be played first away from home. Does that make it harder? Or actually, if Spurs are in a good spot at Christmas, does it put them in a rather potent position? Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. It's all well and good spanking the Premier League's resident whipping boys, but if you're going to win things, you've got to beat the big sides. And when you look at Spurs' fixture list, do you think they're in a good position to do that?
1: Well, you mentioned the point before the break, Johnny, about the fact Spurs are going to be playing the away games first against the top six. And I think for Tottenham, you know, we've always we've not been a great team no, on the travels against not. the top six. Have we? To be fair, so that's going to, need to change this season if Tottenham genuinely see themselves being mm. in a title race. And we can't forget, you know, Man City have accumulated 198 points mm. over two seasons. So I'm not sitting here and saying that, you know, Spurs, you know, are going to go and win the league. But in order to sustain a challenge for it, you do have to go and get results yeah. against the top six, you know, to be in with a shout.
4: Jay. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think that hopefully this year we can kind of go out and show some ambition over the summer and make some, um, some real statements in terms of who we bring in. Um, I think the likes of Don Dombele would be massive statement and showing that the rest of these top six sides that we really mean business and that, that we're a side that, that wants to be up there in the mix in, in terms of competing for the title. So, yeah, I think it's all about um, the ambition that we do show this summer and in, in how we're going to um, worry these, these big teams.
0: Do you think that it's something that Spurs have a problem with in terms of facing the big, big boys? Why don't you get more points against them?
1: I would want to say, though, to be fair on that point, you know, we have got results in the past at Stamford mm. Bridge. Yeah. You know, Old Trafford, we've done it. I mean, Arsenal, we've won the way there in the, in the Carabao Cup last mm. season. I think it's getting better, and it yeah. does come down to the point. I know we're bringing it in so early, and Jason, if he's listening, is already screaming <laughs> because we're bringing in players. But I think it depends on the kind of players you're bringing in, those winning mentality yeah. players. And we've spoke a lot on this show about Spurs needing to bring in maybe players that have been there, done it, that have got over mm. the line. And I think... In order to get results against the top, top sides, you have to have players in that gesture room that yeah. ultimately believe they can go and, get, go and get a result against the big side. Mm. you know. And for Spurs to really, as I said, sustain a challenge next season, they are going to have to improve a lot on the away form and defensively you know a lot of the goals we conceded last season was individual errors and Jay how many times on this show last season did we have to yeah. sit here and watch and go through so many of them
4: yeah I think for me I think that going away to these top sides I think it's maybe a mental issue in terms of whether we actually believe the players believe that that they can go and get results here and um I think over time as Pochettino has been here there's been many mental mental barriers that he's had to overcome um and I think that this is one of them and um certainly our champions league campaign we went away and won at dortmund and ajax and we got the result that we needed at manchester city so it shows that we can go to these top sides and beat them and hopefully um you know getting those results will have given us confidence but for me i do believe it is a men's, it's kind of a mental barrier that maybe we we have struggled to overcome but as i said hopefully with our champions league um achievements this season we can um move on from that
0: is one potential positive for Spurs not just that you might be getting stronger, but that teams around you might be getting weaker. Chelsea have let yeah. Aiden Hazard go to Real Madrid. The they could have a transfer ban. Mm. Might we be looking at a top five? Great question. Well, I mean, I look, Great. I look
4: at uh, look at Chelsea, and I'm, I'm absolutely baffled as why they're getting rid of Mauricio Sari when when uh, Frank Lampard seems to be the guy they want to bring in. Just doesn't. For me, I just don't think Frank Hamard has the experience, so I'd more than happy if he does come in. And then, of course, I look around their team, and then I'm, I'm struggling to see the actual quality there is now. So They're
1: so reliant aren't they, on Hazard. They were so reliant fair. on him for the last two or three seasons. So they're losing a, a great player there. Obviously, Pulisic is a player that we know very well. Spurs have been after him for so many summers. It will be interesting to see how he comes in and does he hit the ground running, because mm. Chelsea are going to need him to. So, mm. you know, I, I, I still look at last season, and... I don't quite know how we finished below him, Jay. You know when you look and you think, yeah, how did I we? Know. You know, we were above them for know. such a long time." Spurs and Chelsea were always on the periphery, I and mean, they were around us. Don't get me wrong, mm. but I mean it was such a weird, weird season. Yeah,
4: you know? yeah. I think a lot of the lot, lot of last season there was so much drop off, and I think that that's because. Um, you look at Chelsea and our, and, and Arsenal and, and ourselves. You know we were going in Europe and and maybe their priorities were kind of lying elsewhere. I think that that was kind of the reason behind the, these teams dipping in form. Um, and, and yeah, I think that that's probably what what caused the just how absurd it was in in terms of the last few games in the race for the top four in every team I mean, they slip up. Are Spurs the third best team in England? Yes. Yes. I'd, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt no about yeah. that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you look at the the other three clubs, they kind of seem to be in a bit of a mess at the moment. Manchester United. I'm I'm not convinced by league gonna Solskjaer at all. I mean, he had that lift, but that cut never seemed to. I don't you think. Off. Jay.
1: I think if he loses, you know, say his, yeah. his first couple of games, there'll yeah. be extreme pressure. Yeah, already, sure. I know he's got obviously the fans on his side. Cause he's a legend there. Don't get me wrong, but if they don't make a good start on the what? back of the way they ended yeah. last season. It'll be under a lot of pressure.
4: They've they've got a lot of recruitment to do this summer and it just doesn't... It seems to still be a bit of a mess there at Manchester United. They seem to be trying to get ex-players in to, to come and um, sort this transfer business out, but it just doesn't seem to be working. And then, of course, you, you, there's Chelsea. I've just given my opinion on them. And Arsenal, so I think that we are probably the third-best team in England at the moment.
1: And best equipped, I reckon, to challenge the top two. If yeah, the, if the sure. right signs are made, of course. Mm, I think... One
0: obvious approach that United are taking to the transfer window mm. is signing young players. Mm. They're going for Aaron Wambasaka. They've already signed Dan James from Swansea. Obviously, these are not guys who are going to come in and set the world on fire immediately. But do you feel a bit envious? Would you like to see Tottenham going and buying up European football's young gems?
1: I feel envious about Wan-Bissaka. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's, a, he's a great yeah. player. And I think for t- in Tottenham's team, he would be phenomenal. I mean, having him mm. bursting down the flank, he'd be a great signing. I can only assume yeah. Spurs aren't in for him because they don't really believe they can they yeah. can sign him.
4: I think, well, I mean, Don Dombele is certainly a top young talent mm. around Europe that we seem to be after. Um, I think that Spurs now need maybe one or two or, or maybe even three those top level players now to take us to the to the next level and that's kind of the the tier player that we're targeting and, and then maybe there are some other younger players that we are targeting. Ryan Sessing and, and Jack Clark are two guys as well. So
1: Yeah. I mean Jason always talks about it and I have to make this point that I think what Spurs need to do this summer, what they haven't done previously, is go out and be a top, top team mm. to a top player. You know, yeah. Undan as we know, there's a lot of interest in him from Man United, from when Juventus. You,
0: when you say a top team, do you mean beat a top English team to send a psychological I, yeah, message? Do, yeah, or, Johnny. So yeah, yeah, beating you wouldn't be you, the same.
1: Um, for me, it wouldn't be. I want to see Spurs go out there and maybe have to compete with the likes of a mm. Man sitting in Liverpool. And the player prefer to use, well, the players prefer to pick Tottenham because of the opportunity to work under Maurizio. I think he's a mm. massive pull for any player. You know, you look at the way he always gets players into their international teams. You have to see the scenes of last season. You know, yeah. Some of the games he won and the, the joy amongst that dressing room, playing for the manager, I mean, it yeah. is a very much together squad. And sometimes mm. for a player, they want to feel that. They want to be part of that. You know, it's not just all about the money. I think a lot of players out there will look at the opportunity to play under Maurizio Pochettino, and I want that.
4: Yeah, I do believe this is now the time to capitalise for Spurs. We've of course, just had the hype of being in a Champions League final, so it shows where we're capable of going. Um, and then, of course, all the all the other factors around it—the the new stadium—that's going to be such a massive pull for for players to go and look at it and and think, "I want to play there." And then, of course, the the fantastic training facilities. You know, players are going to want to spend time there and, and I think that that's going to... And, and then, of course, the manager. Um, you know, Dombele is going to look at... Or, or or whoever these younger players are going to look at at what Pochettino's done in the past and think, wow, that's, that's something I want to be a part of. And, um, yeah, I think that there's this is the summer that Spurs have to capitalise.
1: The key is to not make last season a one-off in terms of that Champions League final. No. What Spurs want to be is regularly competing in the latter stages of that and also potentially challenging for the title. No. That's what Tottenham need to decide... But, what yeah. they want to be this summer. Do they want to be a top four team or do they genuinely believe that they can challenge the likes of Liverpool Man City for the Premier League next season and, again, give mm. it a good go in the Champions League and get to the latter stages and see where it takes us? Well, it's
4: just about copying Liverpool and what they did last year. I and mean, as we said before the show, you know, they went, out, they lost the Champions League final straight away went out and signed Fabinho. And it's, it's doing s- intent, something Janet. like that. It's Statement exactly intent. like that. It's building upon that and, and look how well they've capitalised. So, yeah, something similar, please.
0: Of course, in the last 10 years, please, uh, in the last 10 (laughs) years, Spurs have well and truly established themselves as a top four side. You've broken into that setup. Could we see the reverse happen with the likes of United and Chelsea? These are massive clubs, but could they slip out of the elite for 10 years more?
1: Potentially. I mean,. I want to say Spurs need to focus on themselves. That's the key. You know, yeah. we need to do make sure we take care of our own business, and I don't think we can rely on other teams to fall away, to be giving us the I'm opportunity not. and the platform to move forward. I think, as me and Jay, I'm sure we're going to come on to. You know, this summer is massive for Tottenham. <laughs> and the funny thing is, yeah. you know, Pochettino, we haven't heard anything in the last. 10, 11 days since the final. We don't know, really know where his future's at. Mm. Obviously, we hope he's committed to the club. We hope he's willing to go again. But this is a man that's going to come up to his sixth season in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to feel the energy, the desire, that he, you know the project for him. It's a rebuilding job now. He's called it painful in terms of having now to adjust the squad, what he's going to have to do. What every fan wants yeah. to hear their manager call this job <laughs> agonising. I, I think he understands that you know, it's run its course with yeah. this set of players now. Yeah. And it is now time to what, Jamie, you put it so well, you know, Tottenham 2.0, you you call it, (laughs) where it now needs to be a rejuvenation. What's the next project that Mauricio is going to be doing now? Like you said, Johnny, he's got us as an established top four team. Now, where do we want to go as a football Mm. club? Where do the board want to go? And both of those components, they have to be in alignment for the club to move forward. Mm. Mm.
4: It's it's about focusing on ourselves. I think you nailed it. It's, um, we we don't want the gap to be increased between ourselves and Liverpool and, and Manchester City. And there's certainly a, a worry about doing that. We no longer want to be just a top four side. Now we're, we're done. With, we are done with that. Now mm. we want to be a side that is challenging for the league title. And, and that that means going out and showing real ambition, as I'm sure we'll keep saying this, this show.
0: And, of course, that ambition needs to be shown in the transfer market. A massive part of moving the club forward involves bringing in the right men to do just that. Coming up, who are they? This is Love Sport. This is the Spurs Fan Show with me, Johnny Burrow and Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brown of The Last Word on Spurs and the Daily Hotspur, respectively. And I'm sure that some of our listeners have been watching Love Island. And as part of my research for this show, (laughs) I like to keep an eye on the Twitter accounts of my excellent co-host just to make sure that my finger's on the Tottenham Pulse. And Ricky Sachs tweeted something earlier this week which reminded me of Love Island just immensely. (laughs) Something we hear them say on the show a lot is, every time I see her, she just becomes more beautiful. And Ricky tweeted a video of Tongi and Dombele just running midfield going... The more I see of this man, the more I am convinced he is the player to take Tottenham forward. He is quite something. Ricky, are he you is. in love?
1: Well, I'm in love. I just hope he steps forward for us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's my worry. I'm looking at him from a distance, he looks absolutely stunning. I mean, how can you not? I I know you shouldn't get carried away by by you know highlight reels, and uh, we're being shouted down on Twitter. It's funny. I see the last word (laughs) of Spurs replies to that saying, "Calm down, it's not a done deal yet." Of course, it's not a done deal yet. It's a long way to go. Fabulous player, and you know Lee talks about game changers. Well, this guy, he would be a game changer Mm. for Tottenham in midfield. You know, we were lucky to have Moussa Dembélé for six and a half seasons, and don't get me wrong, Moussa was a fine player on his day. You know, he'd be one of the best in Europe, but. Dembele has got the potential, I think, to be even better. I, I do genuinely believe that. He's a great player, got a great eye for a pass. The way he bursts forward from midfield, he's got goals in his game. I mean, Jay, yeah, he would be. You know, it would be a wonderful signing, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean,
4: I think he, a lot of someone that I've said is that he's a similar player to Moussa Dembele, but in terms he's he's more, more productive. I think an issue that Dembele had is that he didn't really contribute to enough goals and assists. I think Dembele, um I think his stats are really good with with his assists he certainly got one of the highest um central midfielder in Europe in terms of assists so um I, th- I think it'd just be a fantastic signing And of course we we spoke earlier about um people competing um and um and and obviously we're competing with the likes of Manchester United Juventus so to be able to win a win a race like that
0: um for for a player like that I think that would be a massive statement from Spurs if we can get it done And the striking thing, and I say this as a neutral, is that it's really looking like Spurs are going to win that race. When you were first being heavily linked with Ndombele, (laughs) Mm. Juve were heavily linked, United were heavily linked, there were whispers of Manchester City. Those other names are slowly dropping out of contention, Mm. and the one name that remains
1: is tottenham hotspur could it happen i just hope johnny when people listen to this show that that is still the, <laughs> is still the case <laughs> i mean transfers change all the time don't get me wrong and as i said i think we all very clear he'd be a wonderful signing mm. and i, I want to believe that the pull of playing as we said for Maurizio is one of the biggest things for him you know planet's going to develop him even further playing alongside great players and mm. you know he would be you know harry kane the service you give harry as well yeah. well he? there you go
4: i mean look and i think a lot of the reports are saying that he, he's attracted to Spurs because of Pochettino and that just shows you how just how important it is to, to get someone in like that and Pochettino and, and the reports are also saying that Pochettino this is his number one target and, and, and obviously it would go such a long way to show our ambition to to Pochettino that this we're, we're being
0: serious this season Absolutely we've got a caller on the line Josh is calling from Hertfordshire wants to talk about Ndombele Good evening Josh would you have him at Spurs?
3: Oh, I want him so badly, honestly. <laughs> I tell you what, two two transfer windows are not fine anyone. This should be, you know, it'd be the best of the best. It's a statement signing. He's 22 years old. He's known by... Most of the big clubs in the world, mm. um, you know, they've wanted him. And if we can pull it through, it'd be a most unbelievable signing. Mm. I don't care about the transfer fee. Bring him in. Seriously, bring him in. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's no doubt about it, Josh, that that fee would yeah. set us back heavily. Mm. We just hope the case that, you know, bringing him in doesn't mean it's going to hinder other transfers because, you know, whilst that, that number eight, number 10, that central midfield area is so pivotal to Tottenham, we can't get away from the fact that defensively, we just simply wasn't good enough last season. So it's yeah. not just the only area we need to address this Selma, is it?
3: Agreed. Um, I think if we are able to bring him in, I think we're able to offload players such as Wanyama and Dyer, mm. And we've also got the deadwood of Nkudu and Jansom, which we could probably get 20 mil for. So if we can... Being, gen- you know, I think you're
1: being generous there, you can find 20 million for them. 20 quid maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <just> maybe.
3: <laughs> well, we've got to hope. But um, if we can offload them alongside Wanyama and Dyer and possibly a couple of mm. others, you know, we can get money for a right-back and maybe another... A, a defender, I'm not sure, but I think Endon Belle plays in that defensive role as well. So I think he'll add that extra bit of support where perhaps Harry Winks lacks, because obviously Harry Winks had a great season. But, you know, I compare Endon to Harry Winks, you know, obviously I'd rather end And to have Endon Belle and Sissoka midfield, it's like the dream, isn't it? I, I, I couldn't think of a better partnership because I can just see them complementing each other so well. But I know I'm getting a bit carried away with some for... Spurs.
4: <laughs> Josh, how many, how many players do you reckon will come in this summer for Spurs?
3: Honestly, I think two or three. I'd rather two or three than end up spending seven or eight and mm. it's players we've not heard of. Because actually, we need to we need statement signings now. You know, it's mm. I think we're you know gone in the days and you know, I remember Danny Rose last year saying stop googling players <laughs> and that nonsense. But I think we need to start bringing in players that people have heard of. And actually, mm. I think you know the Champions League finals definitely helped us with that as well because I you know perhaps we're definitely higher up and you know. Mm. Players of Enzo Bella's quality will perhaps start to choose us and consider us more than perhaps five years ago.
0: If a really big club, in addition to Spurs, comes in, if another super club like Juve get involved, are you still going to get him?
3: It all it all depends. It depends on what it it depends the incentives of what Poch is going to offer him, and it depends his personal preference because he might not be starting every week in Juve because they've just signed Aaron Rams and they've got. Um, Pjanic and other amazing players and whereas he would be a guaranteed starter to week yeah. in week out for Spurs so I guess it's, it, it, it's all his preference you know you can't there's only so much the club can do it's down to him you know it's his choice
4: I think playing time is something really important to offer him this year because obviously playing for a really competitive national team and the French team and obviously the, with the Euros coming up he's very out, young as well he's certainly gonna, yeah exactly and so he's certainly going to need game time and, and with Spurs we're certainly going to be able to offer him that so I think that's something that we'll really have to push for in the, in the deal
0: Josh, thanks yeah. ever so much for your call. Lovely to speak to you. Josh there, ringing in on 0208 70 558. You can do the same. You can WhatsApp us, by the way, on that same number. Coming up, we're still on the transfers. And how about a homegrown one? We're talking, of course, about Ryan Sessignon. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You and me, Johnny Burrow and Ricky Sachs of The Last Word on Spurs and Jamie Brown of the Daily Hotspur. Homegrown players have been a thorn in Tottenham's side for the past couple of years. You need some more and Ryan Sessegnon of Fulham would qualify. Is he the man you need? I think he's he's certainly a player that it seems as though Pochettino likes. I think
4: certainly it's been clear that Spurs have been looking for looking at him for for a while now and um look I, I think he, he'd certainly be a good option in in that forward line I think that maybe he, he'd be someone that perhaps would replace Lamella in the squad. He's sort of a you know, both a winger, so maybe you'd bring him in like for that. But um I think also he can offer you a bit of versatility as well. I think I, I said last week he's a guy that I'd I'd quite like to see playing as a as a as a wing back and and we've seen Pochettino playing uh, five at the back. Um so that obviously gives you that option to play him there. So As I said, I think that with Seton Young, you're getting a massive talent um, and and you're getting a player that that can offer you different roles. And um, look, he he is clearly a massive talent. We saw that in the championship. And um, I think maybe he's kind of lost his way a bit. But certainly under a manager like Pochettino, um, I'd really like to see him and and maybe this will be the chance for him to kick on.
1: I think, Jane, away that. First season in the Premier League, the fact that he didn't hit the heights, mm. that might do Spurs of benefit because he's had that opportunity now to test what the league is like. He knows, you know, where maybe he needs to improve upon. And under Pochettino, he'll just bring his game on. That's mm. what I think. You know, as a manager, Poch, he's liked him for a long time. It seems like the player's preference is to move to Spurs. He seems to have had his heart set on the club for a long, long time. And I think Spurs are in a position because of that where they can take their time over this mm. transfer. They don't mm. need to make it so quickly. I think this yeah. one will drag on because at the moment, allegedly. Fulham still want £50 million. Wait, There's is, no way Daniel M- Levy's going to pay £50 million for him. Well, no chance. This
0: is the point. Adrian in Edmonton wants to weigh in on Ryan Sassanjohn. Adrian, is this deal going to be easy to get over the line?
2: 21's with Phil Foden and Maddison. And I think the I think they've got a great chance of getting to the final in Italy. And the, the final's on the 20th. So I agree with Ricky. This is not going to be an early signing. You know, if it is, it'll be one that'll uh, probably be July, you know
1: what do you think in terms of, where would you see him coming into the squad? Do you think he'll be competing with Danny Rose for the the left back spot or do you maybe agree with Jay that he'll be playing further forward? What do you reckon Adrian?
2: I think he'd be playing on the wing to be honest. Mm. I think there's still life in Rose. Uh, They need to keep Ben Davis as a spare left footed centre half as well. Mm. I think I think Dyer's either got to have a choice of playing at centre-half because when we get two yes. midfielders in, we get a minimum of two. I think Spurs have got at least £150 million to spend without Eriksen going. And if we get in Dombley and pray God we get him, <laughs> there's going to be no room in midfield for Dyer, you know, so he's going to have to go at centre-half. So there are, like, we all try, It always makes fools of me when I try and do permutation and pick Poch's teams, you know what I mean? But uh, he's got loads of options and choices, you know.
4: Are there any other homegrown players that maybe you'd like to see Spurs bring in this summer?
2: If there was one, it would be Aki, because he's left-footed. He's a left-footed <laughs> centre-back, and we've only got really Tongan unless we've got Davies. So mm. Nathan Aki, I would like. Uh,
4: Jack Clark of Leeds. He's that one that we've been linked with.
2: Uh, it all depends where the other transfer goes. If you're gonna pay twenty million for Jack Clark, mm. why don't you pay a little bit extra and get another midfielder in like Frank Kessie for for like twenty five mil? Yeah.
1: Good argument. I think the Spurs at the moment they do seem to be short in that home grown quota. So yeah, they, they there's that. And I think also and...
4: and also it's about adding I think that we, we need quality. Mm. There's certainly we need to improve the start on eleven, but it's also about adding
0: to the squad and, and Jack Clark would certainly be one to add to the squad. Adrian, if you could make one signing as Spurs' definite signing for this summer, one realistic signing, if you say Lionel Messi, I'm not going to be impressed, who would you go <laughs> Why for? Why not?
1: We're Champions <laughs> Chapsic-
2: <laughs> Come on. What, what you need to discuss as well, we need to get a striker in, so I don't know what your idea is on that, but no, it's got to be in Dembele. Yeah. I mean, then games last year, where well, we did fall away. We lost more games than we should have, and it's midfield all the time. We have had wounded midfield players, either especially when Winks isn't playing. I just love Winks, hmm. but we we need we need to stiffen that midfield. And I think and and also playing a full season at their new stadium that's going to be a boon for us yeah. this year.
0: Absolutely wonderful stuff, Adrian. Thank Adrian. you for your call, Adrian. They're getting in touch from Edmonton. If you want to do the same, that number is oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight for all your calls and WhatsApps on Spurs transfer targets. So it's a thumbs up for Ryan Sessignon?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah I would sure. like to see him come here, yeah, for not, sure.
0: Not just because
1: he's English? Oh, I think he's a player that seems Pochettino seems to want to work with him. Yeah. The player wants to work with Pochettino. I think like Jason says a lot on this show, you know, we want to bring players in that Poch wants to work with and players yeah. that are keen to work with him, you know, so vice versa. It seems to make sense, that transfer. Yeah,
4: and and and, and certainly players of that level, that that's sort of add into the squad. And, that, and that's exactly what we've needed the whole season. And... Um, I think it's a certainly going to be a, a, a relatively uh, cheap transfer because he's, he's got one year left. So, and, and certainly with Daniel Levy, I'm sure he'll drive the price <laughs> down somehow. So
0: I, th- I think it'll be a, a good option. I suspect so. One transfer where Levy hasn't had a lot of luck in driving the price down is for Giovanni Lo mm. Is he still going to come? How much are you going to have to spend?
1: Well, again, a player there that he looks like a, d- a decent little player. He, again, fits in between that yeah. profile, Jay, of the 8 and the 10, mm. that play that Spurs want, you know, maybe regardless of Eriksen staying or going, we'll probably touch upon him before the show comes to the, a close. Mm. I mean, he's played European football. Betis are a club that are trying to squeeze every penny out of Spurs to mm. try and get us to go as high as we can towards that release clause. I just, I mean, it's, I suppose it's a test of how much Spurs want him, mm. and also how much Betis, you know, are also willing to part with him. Because we've yeah. already heard the manager come out and say that he's reaffirmed to the fans that anything happening in terms of the funds for La will be reinvested back into the team. So there's already an acceptance mm. from the manager that he could be on his way, Jay.
4: Yeah, I mean, for me, I find it hard to believe that we're going to go and spend 70 million pounds on on two different players. Um, but I think one issue maybe with Ericsson is is um, having, having that option to push him. And I think that bringing in a player like Luchelso will, will give that motivation to Ericsson thinking, you know, I've got to step up now because if I don't, this guy might take my place. And I think that that's going to be important to
0: maybe bring in someone like that to, to push Ericsson. We're, we're going to come on to Ericsson in a bit more depth. But Jamie, are you saying that Luchelso is coming in to partner the day? Um, I think that I think he's just coming in as another option. Um, I think, as you said, Ricky, he's
4: a versatile player. It's a guy that, as I said, was Young, I think it'd be important to have a guy that can play a few different roles, um, and and he's certainly someone that in central midfield that, can, as we said, we can play different roles. And maybe Spurs are looking to. Um, I think he he looked as though he was playing like uh, four central midfielders last year, where he had one behind the striker. Um, and then he's got two, just like two number eights and then and then a holding midfielder. So, Luchelso kind of gives you those options to play in a d- different positions and, and certainly would help um, improve that formation. I
1: right, See, I think, Johnny's back to your point, I think regardless Ericsson stays or goes, Luchelso should be a player that they want to mm. sign, you know, hopefully to partner Ericsson. And I think we made the point, myself and Jamie was outside the studio, that... We saw Ali and Eriksson drop so deep last season. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why we didn't see the best of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here trying to defend them. I mean, they obviously played a lot of games. At the same time, there was dips in their season. I can't sit there and argue that. But I think when you bring in a player like the Chelsea, if you brought an you know suddenly I think it just it motivates the team. That's mm. what it does. It also is well, you know, a statement of intent. Yeah. It, you know, it gives players the opportunity to say, you know, this club want to push on. They want to bring players in that are going to benefit us long term. And... Josh made the point about bringing in players that we've heard of I mean everyone's heard of Rundambele maybe not so many about the Chelsea I suppose people that watch La Liga will know a bit about him he's played in Europa League football yeah, he seems of a good calibre. He's a, a compatriot of Maurizio Pochettino. So the good thing about that is you would hopefully think Pochettino's had an eye on him. You would have seen him in the Argentina squad. One-fourth has played with him as well. Mm. So there's little links in between. We hope One-fourth's been a bit of an agent for us on this one.
4: Yeah, I think as well also, I think so many players this year like Deli and Eriksen, they, they they struggled to rest because Pochettino didn't have the options to the quality and options to to replace them with. And um, I think Le you speak to people in Spanish football. We nearly made the the Spanish team of the year, and um, was fantastic in the Europa League for for Real Betis. And of course, the price they're asking for certainly suggests that he is a top player.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. One position that Spurs do need to sign someone in, which has gone a bit quiet, is up front. We've been hearing about Maxi Gomez of Celta Vigo. That seems to have gone quiet. Not only has he been linked with West Ham and Birmingham, I've been speaking to various journalists based in Spain who all are now of the opinion he's probably off to Valencia are you going to sign a striker and who should it
1: be? Well, you know, what the uh, the deputy to Harry Kane has been the ongoing saga for Spurs for years, probably since Kane broke through. And we had the pleasure mm-hmm. of being joined by Sky Sports journalist Lyle Thomas on our show on Monday. If you guys haven't listened to that show, you've got to go listen to it. It's about all of our transfer targets. So a quick plug on that. That's a great show to listen to. And I think for Spurs, although that second striker position, Johnny, I agree with you is is a concern because we don't know what's happening mm. with Lorente's future yet. Is he staying? Is he going? I mean, he was released on the, uh, the Premier League list mm. that you know, Spurs are let him go. But the talks are that they're still in negotiations with a potential to you know, keep the player. So mm. I think a lot will depend. If Lorente's going to be here, then you don't need another striker. Mm. If is not going to be here, then Spurs will need to look at that area, won't they?
0: Is the easiest thing to do just keep Llorente and hope that Kane stays
4: fit? I'm not sure going forward that Lorente is going to repeat the season that he had. I think he was brilliant this year in terms of stepping up, but I don't I think that that was maybe just a one-off. I can't I don't I personally don't see him doing it again. Um and and, and anyway, I don't think he'll remain at Spurs. I do think he will be off. Um but look, there's certainly other areas in the squad that we have to prioritize before getting a a second striker and you know, it's very difficult now because we're kind of, we've got Harry Kane. For me, he's the best striker in the world. So that means that whoever comes in, they're probably going to be spending a lot of time on the bench. See so it's that. difficult to... And
1: that's the point, Jay. I mean, how many strikers, how many top strikers are going to be willing to come in and mm. know you are going to be second best? You know, mm. Douglan, there must be players out there that are of a good quality that back themselves to compete with Harry Kane. But it's also an acceptance of a player that you're coming in and you know mm. you're always going to be at number two. And that's why Spurs, mm. I think, I found it so hard to be able to fill that void. Yeah. you know, We've tried it with um, Jansen, of course. That has failed. You Soldado. Know, well, Soldado, yeah.
0: We talked about the United approach of signing kids. Is that the solution? You find a really, really bright 19-year-old who's mm-hmm. not expecting to start every game. You offer him the chance to learn from Kane to play in his absence, and you hope that he grows with the team.
4: Well, he just brought in that Keon tete from yeah. Knox County. I don't think he... Do we he... count that one as a signing, Jay? Do oh, he say... no, I, I don't think so. It was only 200k. I don't think... I think he'll go straight into the under-23s. Yeah. But look, for me, perhaps an option would be to go and sign a forward who, who like son can play um, in, in, in different positions, who can play up front um, and, and can also offer that option of maybe playing as a, as a wide forward or something like that. So I think that that's maybe... Uh, the sort of player, I mean, someone like I don't think Zaha the one that's going to mm. be the player, but someone that can play up front and
0: that can offer you different positions along the forward line. But in that sense, it's- wouldn't Zaha be a perfect signing? He's homegrown, he could play on the wing if Son was out, and he can play at
1: nine again. It's- I think it's that price. And if oh, we're sitting there talking about Undembele, und- you're talking mm. about the Chelsea, and you're saying Zaha. What's that? As the best part of 200 million? You've
4: got to be, yeah, exactly. You've got to be sensible. It's certainly yeah. not an area, as I said, it's not an area that we no. need to be prioritising, no. and spending that sort of money in that area certainly isn't what we need to be doing. So, But if Lorente goes, you do
0: need a striker, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: but I, I mean, I'd like say Jay said there, you know, because that area isn't the most essential, you can have Son players of backup. You've yeah. got more that can score goals. You know, there's players in the squad that have got yeah. goals in them. I don't see that second striker. Being a massive issue, mm. unless of course the club don't look to renew Lorente's contract, in which then they may look at the, they may look at the youth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll Have to see. Nice, no.
0: interesting. I just wonder: it, is it not the case that Spurs started struggling towards the end of this season, partly because they hadn't done enough business? Is the safer bet not to just get a striker in?
1: I mean, it would be a safer bet. But you're talking again. If we're again, if we're saying saying here. Undunbele, I mean, what's that going to be? 70, 70 80 million. million. Lichelso, fifty, sixty. 50, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's Daniel probably Levy, more. probably more. So that's 140. Mm. And then that's before they look at, you know, defence. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, so hasn't he 200 million? Is that money there? We don't know. Mm. Only Daniel and Maurizio know that.
4: Yeah. I think this, this build, rebuilding of Spurs, as i as I've said, Tottenham 2.0, I think it's going to take maybe one or two years and, I think it's going to be, have to be the case. We have to prioritise it, um, getting a second striker for maybe another window because I
0: just can't see us signing that, or spending that sort of money. Well, we're talking potential entrances. We're talking potential exits as well. Coming up, Christian Eriksson. Would he look good in a, in a Spurs kit? He looks all right in a Spurs kit. Would he look good in a Real Madrid kit? No. <laughs> this is Love Sport. Christian Eriksen to Real Madrid is a transfer rumour that feels as old as time itself. But has it gone dead in the water? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that just a week on, it looked as
4: though it was kind of be a certainty that it was leaving after his comments um, about seeking a new challenge. But yeah, I mean, amazingly, it kind of has flipped on its head. And um, a lot of the reports are saying that Zidane's kind of uh, looking elsewhere and decided no to this transfer. Um, Yeah, look, I think it's... It's difficult with Christian Eriksen because I've always said um, maybe it's time to move him on. He's you know he's 27. He's got one year left on his contract, and and for me it's about rebuilding Spurs and 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 to bring in these top players. I think that you perhaps have to sacrifice one top player yourself, and 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 for me that that was Christian Eriksen. But look, if we can if we can keep hold of of Eriksen, I think that that that'd be great. Um, I think his stats speak for themselves. I, I feel very sorry for him in terms of. He's had a very tough season, and I think a lot of people have forgotten that. Uh, and uh, or, or you know they'll look at the other players, Deli Ali, He gets a lot of protection. I think he had a poor season, and I think and and I think Harry Kane did as well. Um, but people will only focus on Christian Eriksen. And you know what? I think these three have had tough seasons because they had a long World Cup. They've then we they've had to so heavily relied upon because we didn't bring any other players in. Um, so there's so many factors that. Um, that, that have um, meant that they've had poor seasons um, but I feel very sorry for him in terms of that he kind of everyone seems to be jumping on his back straight away.
1: Yeah on Ericsson I mean listen he's a f- wonderful player on his day and the problem is we didn't see enough on his day last season but I mean I got, I said this to Jason I was really disappointed the fact that he did go public to say he wants to leave the club and now he's in a situation where he's had to come out and backtrack you know he said he wants to try something new and he's only quite a couple of days ago now saying, no, the focus is on a vacation. I've said what needs to be said. No more bombs this time around. I feel yeah. like he thinks he's got he's gone a bit too far with what he said now. And if Madrid, as we are led to believe, you know, they've withdrawn their interest in him, then he's in a very difficult position. And Do you think he's burnt his bridges? No. I don't think he's burnt his bridges, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think it's great, Joe, don't you think? They come out mm. where he did, at end of the season, we're all still hurting. And then you find out, you know, potentially 10 days before the Champions League final... He's gone to the board and said, look, I want to move. I just think there's a time, a right time. I don't think it was the mm. right time to have done it. And, you know, when he says now, you know, I might look at, you know, considering a new contract at Tottenham, I just think we want to start acting like a big club. You know, as, mm. a, as a player, you know, there should be a, a respect level that uh, you are know, probably mm. disagreeing. I don't think we should be in a position where Ericsson could just now consider to want to stay at Spurs just because he can't get his dream move. I think he should respect Tottenham as a football club. You know, mm. Don't get me wrong, I know the pathway for him when he came to Spurs was probably to go on to a Barcelona or around Madrid. But, I mean, his comments recently have left a bit of taste in my mouth. Having said that, of course, if he stays, I'll get behind him. He's been a great servant for us. I want him to stay. I want him to play alongside the Chelsea mm. and Mbele, of course. But I am disappointed by his comments.
4: I I'm, I'm I mean, I'm usually under the impression every time that a player does come out like that. I think with Carl Walker, I was right on his back. I didn't like him. I think with Christian Eriksen, I don't see anything too wrong with his comments. Maybe they were a bit too soon. I think we're all still hurting a bit after the final. But look, he's perfectly, I think he's entitled to come and say that. I think he's, But why does he need to say anything at all? Uh, Even if a move is happening, why I, has he got to I say a lot of t- the press? A lot of the time, I think Real Madrid want the players to come out publicly. I think Eden Hazard did that and really pushed for the move. Eden Hazard has always the-
0: been a flirt.
4: Yeah, I but I just feel as though Eriksson, he's earned his. He's been here for six years. He's been a massive part of building up Spurs into into what we've become today. I think that he's perfectly in. I think he has got the right to come out and and say it. But I don't think he was disrespectful in his comments. He said that I totally have full respect for Spurs. I think that if if they if no one comes in. Then then I will sign. I'm have more than I think he said I'm more than happy to sign a new contract, and that's fine. And another thing that I've also as I I brought up on Twitter is Pochettino's comments before the before the Champions League final, he was saying that um after the World Cup players rung him up and say, If this club comes in for me, I'm leaving and he said to Daniel Levy, Look, these players, you go and talk to Daniel Levy about it, but he's told Daniel Levy look, these are the sort of players that we need to keep at this club because they're the ambitious ones. And that's what Pochettino, our manager, the guy that we all love, is saying that these are the sort of players that we need to be keeping a hold of. We're back on to Love
0: Island because I think <laughs> an, an easy way... Uh, jamie of, switched off. An, <laughs> an easy way of understanding how we should feel about these transfers is imagine that a player playing for your football club is your partner. right? Imagine your partner well, said, said to you... Spot on. I listen, you say, I you say if... If no other men or women come in and say, "Listen, do you want to go out with me?" Fine, I'll stay with you, I suppose. But if someone better looking comes along, I'll jump ship. You would
1: be furious,
0: and you'd be within your rights to be furious.
1: That's why I am annoyed about the fact that he sits there and says, "You know, you know, if, I if an opportunity comes up, I want to try something new? That's great." But at the same time, I am happy to sign with Tottenham. It's like but you can't you can't have your cake and also eat it. I think he's also got to respect the fact that he's at a really top football club, that a Champions League finalist. That I think now. As you say, Jay, we want to push on Tottenham 2.0, mm. want to go to the next project. Mm. What do the other players feel when they look at him in the dressing mm. room? Are you with us? Are you not with us? You want players that are fully committed. And at the moment, you can't tell me You know, those are words of a committed player to the football club long term.
4: I think it's tough because this is Real Madrid and, and if you put our loyalties aside, then you'll see that this is everyone's dream. Everyone wants the dreams of playing for Real Madrid, Barcelona and certainly that's always been the case with Ericsson and I feel as though he's 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 within his rights to to want that move and as i said he's served us so well he's had a very difficult season i think that he's been so heavily relied upon i think he played 51 games or so 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 many games uh, that was certainly going to be a drop off and i don't buy this thing that he had his head turned and, and his form dip because of that i think we saw with Toby Alderweireld when um, there was kind of a dispute over his contract the, the year before he was straight out of the team by Pochettino and I think that that was the case with Eriksson. I don't. I think Eric, Pochettino wouldn't have had that if Eriksson maybe had had his head turned. But
1: John, also about Toby, is that, okay, we, I think we all probably still anticipate he's going to move on, even though at the moment he's been a great PR stunt, but Toby's not come out of anything like that, has he? Let's be honest. He's been very respectful so far. He's said all the right things on international duty. He probably has been looking to angle for a move for a while. Mm. He hasn't come out like that. I just think only for me it's my personal opinion I think it's a time and a place for comments I don't, don't think it was right at the moment there's a broader point here as well before we get too excited about Eriksson,
0: which is is he good enough is he good enough for Real Madrid for Barcelona yeah I've I feel so so I do feel sorry for I think that there was so heavy as
4: I said he was so heavily relied upon and I do think that that towards the end of the season his drop-off was due to fatigue um since he started, since he joined us, he's had the most assists in the Premier League. So that just shows you the quality of this guy. Um, yeah, I, th- I do believe he is good enough. And I've always said he would only not move to a club like that because of circumstances. I think if you look at the amount of money that Real Madrid have already spent this summer, they, they're they not going to be able to spend too much more. And, and spending £100 million on Eriksen, perhaps at this moment in time, is not feasible. Um, Barcelona is probably the other club that he wants to move to. Um, and that they 're i don 't think they 're in a position with with the likes of Coutinho and and the other players that they have to go and sp- they don't need to go and spend that sort of money so i 've always said it 's about circumstances and and if they did need him, then I think that, that he 'd certainly be a player that they 'd move for, and yes, I do think he is good enough for them
1: again errickson you know he has he's had a he had a weird season and what I will say to jay I think he spot on that you know he had to play a lot of football don't get me wrong he wasn't always playing also in his preferred position i think mm, he was yeah, playing like slightly more back and he wasn't playing in that attacking third which i think obviously he's more than favors that's where he does his damage but at the same time is he consistent enough to be in a real madrid team and on the back of last season you'd have to say no he wasn't mm. would he get you know would he get in the team maybe maybe getting a team but to start every week yeah. at a top top level I'd question
0: that but equally there were moments at the end of last season where spurs needed a top player to step up and he did think about brighton yeah, where exactly. no one exactly. was breaking them down he pulls out an extraordinary bit of quality and you win the game that's what the top players do hmm. and and
4: how many and he has done that so many times in the past and I think it's very difficult to judge him you know, why aren't we judging Deli Ali off one poor season? I think no, it's, 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 it's very harsh to to just jump on the back of Christian Eriksen just because he's been linked with a move away. I think that he's gone about it pretty respectfully. He hasn't come out and said too much, and I think that he did it at the right time. The season is over. Um, you know, he he's then got in Hazard moving, so that he's got to put pressure on on, yeah. on to come after him. L- listen, so.
1: if he goes, I will say this: he's been a wonderful servant to the football club. He stood by us in a tough time when hmm. you know. Pochettino and the, and the transition with Sherwood you know, at the time I don't think any of us could have played for Sherwood so just stuck with us then was a big thing and I wish him well but hopefully he's going to be here he's going to play alongside Luchelto he's going to play <laughs> alongside Undumbele, <laughs> and we're going to win the league
0: he's going to play alongside Lionel Messi as yes. well of course gents I need one word answers from you Christian Eriksen is he
1: staying? don't know I'm going to say two yes. words
0: and not an answer we've got yes yes what do you reckon? Undecided. Undecided. <laughs> all right. It's one word. Tell you what, if it is Ericsson and Dombele and Lachelso in the Spurs team next season, that would be some midfield.
1: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
3: Sports
2: Social Podcast Network.
0: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great
4: in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com.